Hey, good morning. Happy Monday. It's a little moist outside. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. Let's start with the current situ. I was eight years old when I got to uh, walk to work with an umbrella. For the very first time. (laughs) Finally got to use the umbrella. Not pouring, don't get me wrong, but I was like, if there is any wetness at all, I'm carrying a damn umbrella today. (laughs) And I actually opened up the umbrella. So it's a, you know. It's baby steps. It's a good yeah, day. There it yeah. is. Good it hangs day. on the chair. There it very is. Very nice. My, uh, my umbrella. It's very. Again, Huge. what I don't know now about it's the umbrella. Very distinguished. It's a distinguished umbrella. It is. I l- I don't it's know got enough the wood about the handle and the. What, yeah. I, what are the other handle? Plastic would be the yeah, other just option. Yeah, like the rubber. Like sure. Some of them have like animals on the end. Rubber duckies and. What I don't know about umbrellas. I just went to Amazon and picked the one that came at the top of the mm. list. Do you see Bruce carrying an umbrella with a rubber ducky handle? No, I picture him in, in the big plastic one with the smiley faces on it. That Were you twirling it. your umbrella in the room? You, would, you wish I was. Yeah, that's mm. right. You know what? I was singing. And doing a two-step. I was oh. doing a little, you know, singing in, in the, the rain. rain and mm-hmm. Nice. Any hoozy. Um, <laughs> what a change, though, from yesterday. There's no need for umbrella yesterday unless you're just trying to <sighs> stay away from getting sunburned. So um, this weekend... You know, I, this is a good thing. I'm sure it's gradual. I'm sure the changes are incremental in some way, shape, or form. But it felt like things kind of opened up this weekend. First weekend in May, 70 slash 80 degrees. It was, there was hustle and there was bustle. Both. Down here in oh, Streeterville. Yeah. Okay? Everywhere. I mean, sidewalks were packed. I, 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 listen. I walk every day. I've never stood on a, a corner of a sidewalk with more than three people un, until yesterday, until this weekend, when I was like, "There are people everywhere here," and they weren't. They weren't the locals. I could tell mm. they weren't. They weren't the 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 hard hardened Streeterville resident. Oh, I could yeah, tell. Tough, you know what yeah, I'm saying? They were they, were the, they tourists from the suburbs? They looked a little dirty stuff. Yeah, they weren't. The, they weren't from the mean streets of Streeterville. You know, yeah. I could. T- I could you, there's a look in the eye you get. From the locals, you can tell they tussled. Those of us that yeah. those of us down here that have lived on, <laughs> you know, the hardened streets. Yeah, no, but but it was it was you know, mom, dad, and the kids. It was it was people on a lot of bicycles. Yeah, and it felt to me like you guys have both teased me. There it was with. I swear this isn't what this place is normally like. Yeah. Like, I've heard this a lot from you people, right? It's not always a ghost town. Bruce, you've been here for six months. This is not what it's normally like. What we should have said was enjoy it now while you can. Well, because I don't, I don't necessarily do but, you know. It's going to be like this going forward. But I think that's a good thing. Yes. I, I want us to get back to hashtag old normal. Cheese. Yeah. How was Navy Pier? Navy Pier was amazing. Packed. Tons of people walking around, taking pictures. So they didn't limit the number of people on the pier? It, they didn't, didn't seem to be. Was, they they weren't counting. Yeah, no, they weren't no, counting. they aren't. They aren't limiting the numbers. They're, you know what they're most concerned with? Congregating. Big crowds. They say they have uh, cameras and people walking around to facilitate that. Yeah. No congregating. Yeah, no, no, no congregating. congregating. Okay. And they didn't have people walking along. And if you had your mask off and didn't have like a drink in your hand, they're okay. like, Hey guys, could you uh, you know put your mask oh there were they were they were mask police, they were mask police. Jeez, a little bit was everyone smiling? Well, you would know they, had, their mask they had masks. On. Oh, bummer. no, but no, a lot of people would not wear masks because they had drinks in their hand. And everybody was smiling. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful, but Saturday was really windy. 
But it was cool when you go to the, because I haven't been to the end of the pier in like nine months. I was going to say, it was yeah. eight, nine months right? the place has been yeah. closed? So we went all the way to the end in the grand ballroom down there. Just It's such a great place. Yeah. You got to go out there today. Just take a walk. Yeah. All the way yeah. down to it's the gonna end. It's going to be for thunderstorms today. Thank oh, you very much. that's right. Well, perfect time. It will be less crowded. There'll <laughs> be fewer people <laughs> when there's thunderstorms. Did you, did you do the Ferris wheel? It was closed due to wind. That's mm. a thing. I didn't get it either. No. That's thing a thing. Is huge. This isn't like the the little fair that they hold in the in the parking lot at the at, at the grocery the store. Yeah, you know? no, they don't even call it a Ferris wheel. What do they call it? Mm, I'll have to look it what up. Looks like a Ferris wheel, but acts like a Ferris wheel. Yeah. but it's so much more than a Ferris wheel. No, it doesn't move. That's what I hate about Ferris wheels. When you what go you up mean? and they rock when you get to the oh, top. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. That's no, when you said the Ferris wheel doesn't move, I'm like, well, what's the point of it then? I'm like, doesn't it have to you, spin around? You know what? Nothing. You laugh, but yeah, laugh. you can barely feel it and see it going around. I mean, that's obviously you can't see it. That's how you know you are. It. That's how slow it moves. It never stops moving. We need to speed that sucker up. It never up. stops I, moving when you're getting off and on. You it just never step stops. off and on, yeah. That's how slow it goes. No, I don't like that. I mean, like the teacups were open. Oh, and did you I've try a, him? No, I'm not, I don't like to. I, I have a. I have. Yeah, I don't want to barf. I don't want to get into the. <laughs> let's yeah. just say there was an incident with the teacups. Okay, that's all I've got. I don't want to get into the details. It's Please early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Te- now the teacup ride. Mm, it's yeah. the worst like ride ever. Yeah, I don't like I don't to spin. To do that. But all the kids were loving it. Hmm. But it was great to see people out. And but just, this feels like yeah, normal. What was the terminology? Glimmer of normalcy, I think, is the headline that I read, and it does feel to a certain extent like this. There was some normalcy. To this weekend, and I gotta believe, and I, um, I think obviously it's a combination of things, but like all of us are vaccinated, full we're double shotters, fully vaccinated, whatever, and it just, I mean, there's a mentality to it. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm yes. fine. I was the one who was very careful. You very, were. You I'm were done. Yeah. I'm done. Yes. I'm done. Welcome. I'm what else can I, I mean, I did. I did everything I was supposed to do. You did everything. I did. I'm still wearing. If it says wear a mask, I, no problem. I, I have no problem say. wearing a mask. But if I don't have to wear a mask, I ain't wearing one. So I was in Arizona Saturday. <laughs> Only Saturday. Oh my god! I don't even know what city. I literally woke up the other day to know what city I was in. Nice. That's how much I've been traveling. Um, nobody wears masks. <laughs> There's no COVID in Arizona. I went to the I went to the grocery store. Uh, and I went to a hardware store. I get my mask out. I walk up to the door. People are walking in and out, not wearing them. And I'm like, "Well, if you're not wearing it, I'm not wearing. I I don't need it." Well, the, and, and if none of you guys care, guess what? Neither do I. Right now, I'm to the point where if no one else has a mask, I'm a little bit. Yeah. I don't. I'm embarrassed to put mine on. Yeah. Well, the only reason I was now you're going to get was, looks like. What do you have a mask on for? You know, the only reason I was wearing it before was for you guys. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going to live forever, for God's sakes. Yeah. I already know that. Just out of punishment alone. Um, and you won Saturday night, your big race. I won, I was in racing Saturday. Yeah, we, trophy, we, we, we raced Saturday nice. night. Yeah, so Did you I win won. by like a second or two seconds, or is that how close I it is? I won by a lot. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, we won by a lot. We were a really minute? fast. You were just cruising wow. around. Yes, yeah, we were, yeah, yeah. What's up, everybody? Well, I don't have a rear view mirror. So <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you never know how close to people oh, are behind you, know? you, so you don't let up. Ah. Uh, 
So they said I was, I was, you know. I'm sorry, your car looked like something I helped my kids make when they were um, Cub Scouts for the Derby. Oh, that's very kind oh, of you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. No, 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 I mean, <laughs> it's, that, it's, not it's that kind of race car that I'm like, oh, my God, no. No, who would ever get in that and, and drive it? Yeah. So, yes. but thank you for the, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> thank you but, <laughs> So, um, this week's girlfriend, which I've, I point out before, she uh, gets upset when I say that. So, of I course, I said that. it again. She did count it up. She goes, I've been this week's girlfriend for like 160 weeks. Mm. I go, so so she's the leader in the clubhouse. I'll give her that. But, you know. Wow, this week's girlfriend might be last week's girlfriend. Yeah. Pretty soon. But it, it, listen, I just tell her. There's no, you know, all things come to an end. Mm-mm-mm. So this week's girlfriend. You are uh, the best boyfriend she, ever. She got shot number two yesterday. Oh, nice. She wasn't feeling well and is talking nonsense. What? She really might be last week's girlfriend. No. Quick, it sounds like. Can I, make, can I make fun of her? Yeah, it's 543. God, I hope she's not up. Don't put this in the podcast. I won't. Because I don't want her to. I don't want to hear about this. Oh, now you don't want to hear her to hear something <laughs> bad. Um, I think you. I think that ship has sailed, like, dude. At 5:44, you said like yeah. I get that. Yeah. So, um, in the middle of the night, she's like, "The formulas in my head are gone." I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> the formulas are gone. What? <laughs> What formulas are we talking about? I had all these formulas in my head, and and uh, it was working through formulas, and now they're gone. The government. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. The government took them with my what last formulas? shot. And, and she's like, I'm. She was like confused. She's like, Well, I had these formulas, and I'm having, and I can't explain it, but now they're gone. And I'm like, Yeah, you should probably go back. Are you dating Bill Nye, the science I'm like, guy? Or what, <laughs> what do you mean right? the formulas are gone? And I said, you're okay. I have no formulas in my head. I've never had a formula. Did I have one of your formulas? Is she a doctor? Is she Uh, like a... she chemist? No. No. A spy? Is she a A robot? She's a... a, Just finance. Oh, well, maybe she had numbers, you know. Ah, But she goes, but now they're gone. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well, did you quit? Did you quiz her when she woke up? That's what they have computers for. (laughs) You know, you're you're fine. Write them down. The formulas are gone. I'm like, "I, I don't, I don't. Wild. Yeah. Was she fine when she woke up? We'll find out. So she'll, you know. Oh. I might get a text here in a minute. The formulas You are left gone her still. alone? Of course I did. I got stuff to do. <laughs> I don't even time for this. Uh, one of the things, though, that is genuinely concerning, and uh, we need to stop with the jocularity. Stop <laughs> with the... That's a, that's a <laughs> I can't word. stop laughing over this one. Stop, the day stop with the frivolity, if you will. Put on your serious face because there is a chicken shortage, which means there's a chicken nugget nugget shortage, the chicken nugget shortage, which means I may starve to death by the end of the week. <laughs> so I think Friday we had a guest on. We talked about like, there's a diaper shortage and there and there's like there's these shortages of staples. Cereal. Cereal is yeah, short yeah. and ce- price of cereal go through the roof, mm-hmm. right? Five bucks a, a is box. It You're telling me that a box of cinnamon toast crunch costs five bucks? I'm telling By you. By the way, it's worth every worth every drop. Well, maybe like charms, right but I don't know about cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, it's so good when it touches your lips. Um <laughs> 
toilet paper. There's been shortages and prices going up. Paper I, don't know what you, I don't know what you think it says about me, but I could live with all without all those things. Yeah. I can't live without chicken. <laughs> I can't live I without, mean, like, literally, you I probably can't, can't live. live. You will die. Without chicken nuggets. And there is a chicken shortage? Well, it's people like you eating too much of it. I'm not eating more than I used to eat. <laughs> I, I didn't you double You don't eat my, your fair share. You obviously eat I more. I didn't double my chicken consumption. I'm at the standard 30 pounds a week of chicken. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not, I didn't go crazy. Infant producer Miranda has just come back from a vacation. Mm-hmm. And this this hit you directly, right? You went to yeah. Tell me what. Tell me where were we were getting chickens. It was just ZZA's, the place in Elgin. Got it. Yeah. We're in Elgin. Need some chicken. Just got off my flight. Was super hungry, super excited to yes. eat some Chicago chicken. Need some Chicago chicken. And there was a five dollar upcharge, and my boyfriend didn't want to pay whoa. for it. So it, it, they were charging you five dollars extra. Yeah. So due to. The chicken up uh, a chicken shortage. shortage. <laughs> I was that yeah. is ridiculous. A five dollar surcharge for lack of chickens. I mean, but it's good chicken, so I. Get I'm not saying <laughs> what. <laughs> I mean, I would pay the five dollars, but my boyfriend didn't, so we didn't get the chicken. Unfortunately, <sighs> it's five bucks. Come on, that's what I'm saying. That was is it, exactly. Was what it? I'm was saying. it? Okay. Was it nuggets? Was it a breast of chicken? No, was it, it was a, like chicken wings. Chicken, chicken wings. wings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but if the chicken wings are five bucks and it's a five dollar upchart, that would be ten dollars. I was going to do the math. Oh, sorry, right, you I should have given you a little okay. bit more time. Yeah, it's, no, it's ridiculous. I'm with the boyfriend on this one. Um, I guess I can't do math that fast. So. Can I? Can I ask a procedural question before we go farther with chicken talk? Okay. Because I I was at a, a a restaurant and somebody ordered the boneless chicken wings, and I said. They're really good. Aren't those nuggets? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. is boneless chicken wing just an adult way of saying, I want chicken nuggets? Oh, yeah. Yes. It is? Yes. Okay, well, the I same hate thing? it, yes. I hate it when people call boneless wings. They go, boneless wings. wings, and I go... But they look like wings still. They're chicken nuggets. No, they don't. They, they look do. like popcorn nuggets. Is that just because people don't want to... They think well, they, like chicken nuggets only for kids? Uh, they, look like, they look like wings, and, they, and usually they're not fried. They're still in a sauce because it's... I thought they were. Mm. I've had fried them once. With the they were sauce good. over them. Okay. You can't have that little bone in there. Yeah. The drumettes are my favorite. Not, don't don't try getting more nuggets over to your side. It's not going to work. Chicken nuggets I get my nuggets, nuggets at the Costco in the five pound bag. Yeah. Okay. The way God intended it. The <laughs> dinosaur shaped ones. The dino nuggets are face. honestly the mm-hmm. best nuggets there are. They are fantastic. <laughs> I love dino nuggets. And then you microwave them? Yeah. 90 seconds. <laughs> That's <laughs> so hilarious. Why wouldn't you? I went through that phase and then when my children bar- were little. And then a little barbecue. I have, I use like barbecue sauce to dip them in. I'm surprised you don't <sighs> use ketchup. I you, I do too. Ketchup is good as well, but that's about as far as I'll go. Oh my goodness. No Frank's Red Hot? <laughs> I put that on everything. I to- you, guys, <laughs> you guys don't understand. A1 steak sauce makes my eyes water. I can't. <laughs> Oh, I can't have that spicy stuff you guys eat. Spicy. I can't do it. Why don't you ever get a chicken sandwich? Like a okay, big, so like I, a big boy. Okay, I've had them, and I will from time to time. And can I tell you, Judy, they're saying that the chicken shortage, which is real. What's it based on? Is the popularity of chicken sandwiches yes, going to the roof. Yes, that is part of it, yep. Mm. Mickey D's now oh, has one. Those are so good. Though. Wendy's has one. Blame it on Popeye's. Yeah. Popeyes, and can I yep. tell you? If you have, if you're not a connoisseur of the chicken, 
as I am. The Popeye's chickens, shout out, listen. I don't know if they sprinkle crack on it. I don't know what they do. <laughs> Everyone says it's fabulous. It is the pop to me. Like, I was like, I've had chicken sandwiches. Oh, that's a good, I had a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Went, hold the door. Hold on a second. No one, to, no one told me they could taste like this. Really? Popeye's chicken sandwich, in my mind, tastes like what a southern grandma with her 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 family recipe. Everybody in the family weighs four hundred pounds. You've seen them before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no one's concerned about the BDs, diabetes, or heart disease. They deep fry everything, and it's delicioso. That's what a Popeye's fried chicken is. And it's tastes. a big chicken breast. It's not like a little smashed down patty you're used to. It. Oh, no. I'll I will tell you. That's, hey, that's, that's got to change. Yeah, that's and I change. hardly ever get chicken uh, sandwiches, but everyone was raving about one yeah. at that new place, Chai Tea. Oh, okay. Was, that's that bubble tea. I don't know what bubble that is. Yeah. They have a thousand different brands, and then they, all they have is a chicken sandwich and a hamburger. I went in for that chicken sandwich. First of all, the breast was like six inches Tall. Wow. I mean, I could barely, I did. Popular ate the whole thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I kept saying, where is this chicken from? It's really big. It was so chicken. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 God, this is, God, this is left field. <laughs> left field. So I, I know the guy, I met the guy who plays Jack from Jack in the Box commercials. Get out. With, with the big head on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met that guy. He's the head of the ad agency, by the way, that came up with that. So, they did an ad once, and Jack has a radio show like this, and he takes a call, and he's talking about his really big chicken sandwich. They got a really big chicken sandwich, like Judy's talking about. It's a really big chicken sandwich. Guy calls up and goes, so just how big is that chicken, Jack? He goes, excuse me? He goes, like, could you put a saddle on it, ride it around? No, 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 it's a really <laughs> big chicken sandwich. It's a really big chicken sandwich, not a really big chicken <laughs> sandwich. And the guy goes, so who'd win in a fight? Chicken? It's <laughs> <laughs> a really big chicken sandwich. Chicken breast, man. Oh, all right. Well, we're gonna get you some Popeyes. I, I when those things were big, I sent an I sent an intern to go stand in line. Like I'll give you ten bucks to go get a chicken sandwich. Oh, the good old days. Now yeah. you just need an extra five dollars. That's all you need. Oh man. Still time for our charge. criminal of the day, though. But a shout out to a yet unnamed British man who took his job and shoved it, literally. <laughs> Allegedly, the longtime employee of a metal recycling plant in Bucks, England, had enough and decided to quit in the most spectacular way and drum up some extra recycling business in the process. Constables, which apparently is a British term for the popo, say the man jumped into a large yellow construction excavator and proceeded to wreck shop. Again, literally, destroying a semi truck, a cargo van, and the business offices that were full of people at the time. Ah, nice. The man was charged with one count each of criminal damage using a motor vehicle on a road or public space without third-party insurance <laughs> and driving a motor vehicle otherwise in accordance with a license, which don't seem directly related to the crimes he committed, but then again, it's England. Who the heck am I supposed to do? So for deciding to retire, 
and ensure that everyone else was going to be out of a job at the same time. You, Bob the Unbuilder, are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. I put these up on the Facebook page with accompanying photos, and there is a picture of everything he destroyed. Nice! <laughs> with the large yellow excavator. Ah, sounds fun to me. If you're going to go, go out in a blaze of glory, right? Right? And a good morning to you. A happy Monday. We'll jump right into the 6 o'clock hour. Here are the big three stories that, well, everyone is talking about. Jeez, what do you got? Oh, man, it was a beautiful weekend in Chicago. Great weather. Things are open. People were out. But it was also a very violent weekend. So if you go out, please be careful. Judy Pye, what do you got? Well, it started yesterday afternoon. A standoff in Calumet City continues with a 52-year-old man suspected in a shooting Hold up in a house on Maple Court. Bruce? I am not a weatherman. I just play it on the radio. Uh, temperature's going to drop about 20 degrees today, <laughs> and it'll be rainy. Seriously, can we just pick a weather system and stick with it for a little while? At least it's not snow. Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> Don't give them it's any only May. ideas. Um, we are. Uh, um, we, we talk about this this weekend. We talk about a lot of people seem to be getting out and about. We have some numbers, Judy, on exactly how vaccinations have been going. We've actually, here in this state, we've done a decent job. We're average or better than average, is my impression, in vaccinating citizens. Yeah, we are better than average. So Illinois is approaching 10 million COVID-19 vaccines. Okay. So that sounds really big. and it Sounds is. like a lot. It's a big number. Yeah. Um. So the state roughly has about... 12 million vaccines on hand. So 9.3 have been administered, almost 10 million. However, the vaccination rate has definitely slowed down, and that is concerning. And as far as the numbers, the state logged another 1,860 new confirmed cases and 27 more deaths Now, in the last day. So we've administered 10 million, but that's not, that, that could, so we each counted as two. Right. Oh, so that means only five million people. But the Johnson and Johnson's one. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm just because, well, there's only about 13 million people in Illinois. Right. So, yeah, we haven't vaccinated 80 something percent. So do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're probably closer to with 10 million doses. We're probably near five million people. Yeah. Right. Am I understand? I'm just I would say around that. half. Yeah, around half of the population. Yeah, I'm trying to look here because we were only at thirty percent, forty percent, thirty six, maybe. Okay. So probably half, a little. So lower I'm than trying half. to understand that. Yeah. So ten I, million remember, we doses, didn't have but the, each of us got two doses. Right, and we didn't have that uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine for wasn't a while. Even an option. Yeah, it wasn't even an option, and then you know it had all the problems. Issues. So. Issues. Yes. Um. So while things are look better, the numbers in reality, and you know those deaths, we in, part of those deaths we had in the last day, one was a twenty year old. Because we're always talking about how that's it's a older big, people and, yeah, and, and that younger people think they're in, invincible. invincible and they're not getting the vaccine. Well, you know, it's is still happening. Yeah, but the, and and the answer yes, full stop. You know, it's also. <sighs> Young people think they're invincible for a variety of things. We can't get young people to wear motorcycle helmets. Yeah. We can't get young people to wear their seatbelts. We can't get young people to stop jumping out of perfectly good airplanes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they're, they're already risk takers, and not getting a vaccine is just part of this. I, I met a, a variety of 
teenagers recently who are like, yeah, no, I'm good. High schoolers. Mm-hmm. Eligible. Yeah. Over 16, yeah. I should say. And they're like, yeah, well, is it, no is, intention. Isn't that their parents' call, though? <laughs> At 16, if that was my kid, I'd say, yep, you're going to get yeah, your shot. Exactly, yeah, exactly. took my think. son Tyler to get his first one. So he's got and the CDC down. or the FDA today is going to approve uh, Pfizer for, younger, for 12 right? to 15. Right. Yeah, my, that's the parents' responsibility at that point. What? Well, the parents the par- aren't know, getting I it know, either. I know, I know some other parents. So now, okay, so that's the problem. So dad, dad is vaccinated. I know he got both shots, and his son is a high school senior and says, "I don't want the shot." And he went, "Okay." And his kid, his kid's part of a group of like anti-vaxxers at his high school. They're like, yeah, we don't. None is of this kid in school? Or no, no, yeah, hmm. goes to high school. So you wonder with the colleges requiring the vaccine. Maybe he won't have a choice. Maybe the high schools, yeah, will start. You know, that's a public-private thing. You don't know. And the, you know, the governor is saying he's not for the vaccination passport. So, So yeah, that that passport thingy, Maboober, still strikes me as... So I I have a theory. I've got a theory on everything. But my theory on the vaccine passport or the requirement for a vaccine to do business, get on an airplane... Check in a hotel, go to a Blackhawks game, whatever. Yeah. Right? I don't. I, I don't know where they may try it. It strikes me that the vaccine passport is like a domino. Like, who's going to be the first? Who's going to be the first to say we require it, and then will everybody else do it? And here's what it reminds me of. So let me let me give you a for instance. Southwest Airlines says we're going to require a vaccine passport to fly. And then everybody's going to go, I'll never fly Southwest again, right? And then every other airline the next day will announce that they need one. You're going to have to have one, too. Just over a year ago, when we first learned COVID and started to understand about it, I still remember when the NBA canceled a game. Like right before the game, like they were warming up, the players were warming up, and this game has been canceled. And we're like, well, they canceled the game because of uh, something called COVID. And the next day, all basketballs canceled, yeah, all yeah, baseballs yeah, canceled, yeah. like everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like a domino. Like everybody, nobody wanted to be the first, but once there was one, everybody got in line. Sweet. And I think, I think that with the idea of proof of vaccination in some way, shape, or form, it's just going to take that one big entity whatever it is and i don't know what it is and if they do that i think it'll be like a ripple effect and i think you'll see a lot of other people get in line yeah i think that happened with the colleges the minute you know notre dame i think was the first boom they all followed because they could at least go right don't blame us notre dame started it and i'm sorry the numbers (laughs) i gave out earlier were way way optimistic more than four million people in illinois vaccinated so not too bar- too far off, but only thirty two percent of the state's population fully vaccinated. Fully, yeah, fully. Because again, for many people, it takes two doses. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm just math, not my strong suit. But over the weekend, they had the fewest shots administered in a single day. Yeah, the demand has just fallen off the page. Off, yeah, and we just have all these. these we had a guest there. a few weeks ago that talked about how the young people even in the those um areas that they were most concerned about you know the the black and the brown areas those especially in the black areas the younger people are and they're telling the older people not to get it it's like uh, kind of a reverse we think oh it's the old people and they don't care but no it's this 
this culture of, you know, fear and not trusting the government and, you know, goes way back. But that's it's still happening, obviously. I I keep telling you guys, and there's going to be a day on the calendar. We're into May already. Can you believe it's May already? No. So we're into May already. Is it June 1st? Where we just draw a line. Hey, if you want the vaccine, knock yourself out. It's available at every Walgreens, CVS, Mariano's, doctor's office, hospital. You can walk in and get anytime you want. If you don't want it, that's great also. But we're moving on. And those that are vaccinated will be okay. Those who are not vaccinated, you'll probably be okay, but you may die also. But, well, you know, but okay, we we we're just going to draw the line and move forward. Yeah. Well, but don't forget what the officials are concerned with. The medical experts oh, is boy. that that if there are enough people who don't get the vaccine, which, which is be. where we're we're already at. <laughs> which I mean, there will be. I'm mean, just going to tell you right now. Which there will be. Yeah. Well, thirty six percent. There are more people who don't have the vaccine than do. They're they're afraid of the variants. They're afraid that we don't know that much. We so far so good, right? These vaccines are awesome and they have a really high rate, but we don't know if some funky new variant gets in and now all these people aren't vaccinated and it just starts again. Even though we're vaccinated, don't forget I'll be okay. if enough people aren't and a new variant comes in, you know what? They, they'll shut it down. That's the thing. Everywhere you see, it's about, hey, have you gotten your shot? You want to get back to normal? And I'm going to be you the heartless do stuff? one. Get the I shot. I admit it. I'm going to be the heartless one. They're going to go, oh, my God, they're all, I'm, I'm on a ventilator, and I'm, I may not make it. And I go, yeah, how'd that vaccine go? Yeah. Well, I didn't get it because I didn't, when he, uh, Bill Gates, government, tell me, freedom! Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> hey, you had a good yeah. life. Yeah. No one what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I, okay. You made a choice. There's consequences and there's every action and reaction. Okay. I mean. I know. But now I'm being my, stingy. My I don't members, want it now. My, my mom's been vaccinated. My brother, my my cousins. Right. Yeah, well, but I don't, well, want the, I don't want the unvaccinated besides the health issue, which is just ridiculous if you don't understand that you can die. I don't want your inability to get the shot to affect my ability to live a normal life. That's where I'm at now. Yeah, like, suck. yeah, if they're yeah. going to start shutting down, shut again. down again, you're not going to because okay. I've already I've already stocked up on the torches that you need light, and I have <laughs> pitchforks. Pitch, I have pitchforks, pitch okay. and the they're pitch not forks. shutting yeah. it down again because we're just going to say, "Listen, we need to be in front of Navy Pier." Absolutely yeah. not. We're, we're not at herd immunity. We're at culling of the herd. We just yeah. need to thin things out Ooh, a little yeah. bit. Is what it is. All right. All right, we're moving on. I just think that's where we're going to get to that point. Hey, good morning. Happy Monday. Bruce, Judy, and DJ Cheese with you. So, those of you that go out to eat, or maybe, you know, coming out of hibernation, heading back into restaurants, you'll be faced with some some new things, okay? If you haven't been out in a little bit, allow us to give you some heads up. First off, they've gotten rid of menus. If you don't know how to work a QR code on your phone, scan it with the camera, click on the thing, you're going to go hungry, okay? Or you get places, a paper menu and they throw it away afterwards. A lot of places have just... Done away with it, yeah. yeah. There's just a QR code on sitting on the table, right? Um, uh, You're supposed to, and I struggle, that every time the server comes back to your table, refill your iced tea, you know, bring your food, you're supposed to put your mask back on. Yeah, no one does that. I actually apologized to the wait, wait, waitress the other day for that. But 
in Thank my defense, you. she snuck up behind me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't paying it. I'm having a conversation. All of a sudden, I look over and go, I'm sorry I didn't have my mask on. She goes, and she was like, it's okay. Yeah. And I said, I didn't know you were supposed to do that. You're supposed to do that. I did not know you're that. You're supposed to put your mask on when you're not eating, right? Like, in so, between bites? Right. Well, no. <laughs> well, but, so, like, you were saying you were talking to your friend, but your food hadn't gotten there yet. You should have be been wearing your mask. That's the rule. I thought it was once you sat at your table, you were fine. If you okay, that's what go we all bathroom, do. Yeah. When yeah. you get up, you put it on. If I go to the bathroom, I'm supposed to wear my mask again, right? Yeah. Yes, when you I walk understand. through. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think it's just walking through. Once you sit down, you're good. That's well, the I'm fact that it. we can't even agree on these rules, and the fact that <laughs> these are a little fungible at times, right, means that when eventually you're done with the meal, whatever it might be, dessert's already come. You're all sitting around, getting ready to go into a food coma, and the bill comes. I got jokes for the bill, by the way. You know that. My okay. favorite line. Uh-huh. They bring the bill. They sit down. They go, whoa, whoa. And the guy look at you and they'll go, I didn't order that. <laughs> God, that's bad. It's a good one, right? I usually get up and go to the bathroom. My favorite line is, I actually had a waiter say to me once, it's complimentary with every meal. I was like, oh, okay. You've heard this one before. Ah, apparently. Nice. I like that. So the bill comes and immediately we all fall into different camps. How do you split the check? Everybody has, there's different factions, if you will. This is like, you know, what type of human you are. You fall into these groups. My friend Charlie is the, gets his phone out. No. Goes to the calculator app and starts adding things up. I'm like, you put that, yeah, you put I that damn thing away. You soda. put that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put that well, maybe away. Maybe he's just splitting, you know, dibbing it up six no, ways. He's, he's adding, like, his, he's adding his. Oh, no. No. Plus that. You know, when I pick up I the bill. three percent. No. <laughs> no, no, no. When I pick it up and try to go through it and, okay, let's see what everyone else. Then I just become Bruce and I'm like, I, I don't, these numbers, I don't know what to do. I put it back down. Oh, yeah. I, I let someone I else do it. I don't do math. Yeah. So first off, you need someone who can do math. And then secondly, it's, yeah, if you're going to, my favorite thing is if I'm in a big group is when two people start fighting over the bill. That's always my favorite. And it's not me. I'll get it. No, I'll yeah, get it. Yeah, I'll get it. No, I'll Go get ahead. it. I'm like, someone take it because <laughs> then I don't have to get it. But otherwise, if you're splitting it, which normally happens, yeah, it's always a struggle. It's never, ever pretty. Well, it's never going to be 100% equitable. And so the, 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 the thing I've always operated under the thing is it'll come out in the wash eventually. Like, you might overpay on this one, but you'll underpay uh, on the next one. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. it'll eventually even itself out. Yeah. Except if, and I'm looking at all of you people in the room. Yeah, here, and you. I don't drink. Exactly. Right. That's always the I killer. still pay my fair share. Really? If the four of us went somewhere and you guys all boozed it up, I'm at least paying 25%. And the reality is, because I don't know how to do math, I'd probably pay for all of it anyway. <laughs> But you're never going to recoup that, right? Never. Because you don't drink. Yeah, yeah you're, you can't say, well, next time. I'm on the downside. No. So, see, that's the only time I say, wait, I'll, I'll be the one who says, hold up. You know, Mary didn't even drink. So let's just right off the bat. She take- did have a little lamb, though. So. Yes, she did. <laughs> Which can be pricey. So, um, yeah, I'll, you'll, I'll, you'll I'm defend, okay with that. You'll defend them Absolutely. and you say, knock off 10 bucks off yeah, your part. Because that's happened to me. That's it. like when my daughter's been with me in, in a group of friends and she doesn't drink. I, I apparently have a lot of friends that can't do math. Like I'm not the only mathematical illiterate in the group. 
which makes me feel slightly better. But it tends to us having these semi-humorous discussions. All right, here's the bill. Everybody throw some money in. And I always feel responsible, again, because I haven't been drinking. So I'll be like... We're not even close. What are you guys talking about? We haven't even got. <laughs> we haven't paid the bill. Here. <laughs> We're not even at tip yet. We need more cash well, coming And this the way. problem with Start that, dollars, yeah, then some people don't throw enough, and then when you get right. to that point, you have people throwing money in. But then there's always the one or two who are like, right. "Well, here's another dollar." But then there's the flip side of us, bunch of idiots too. We're all go like this and go. All right, we're tipping 70%, apparently. I start handing You get 10 back. You get 10 back. I go, what? Seriously? Yeah. Somebody th- we throw, throw a $100 bill in? It was a $40 tab. Come on. Yeah. So we get we get a combination of those. Yeah. You just There's different types of people when it comes to splitting the check. Yeah. I well, don't get frustrated what, and just pay. If it's, yeah, a re- if no. it's semi-reasonable, I'll just give it to me. Not me. It's got to be fair. Because then there's always that person who orders the most expensive thing on the Surf menu. Surf and turf, a Every bottle of wine. Every time. I'll have the Chateau a Briand. Couple, yeah, a couple appetizers. Sir, you're, sir, you're at McDonald's. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Bring Champagne. I mean, and then they want to split Garcon. the bill. Garçon. Hoss and pfeffer, please. Yes. Where's the, <laughs> where's the summer yay? <laughs> Sir, you're at Popeye's. <laughs> we don't even know what that is. We don't even know what that is. But we have a really good chicken sandwich. Hey, good morning. Happy Monday to you. What's it looking like? It, it's going to be a little spotty rain today, by the way. Not a meteorologist. So possible thunderstorms this afternoon. So that's why I brought the the umbrella. Yes. When it said possible thunderstorm, I go, okay, that sounds a little more serious than like every day's forecast where there's a ten to seventy percent chance of rain. The only thing you have to worry about with the umbrella in Chicago is the wind. It does tend to blow yeah. me around a little. Yeah. And it was blustering. You might fly home weekend. like Mary Poppins. Yeah. That fair to say? Yeah. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah, it's crazy! It was really. It's still windy today. Yeah. No, no, no doubt about it. That I, I, I noticed that only because I leave the window cracked open, and every once in a while it sounds like a train going like through. Like howling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What the hell's that noise? <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta stay on top of that. Um, this might sound like an interesting question. Is America a racist country? Is America a racist country? Because that's been the latest debate, if you will. Um. As a response to Biden's speech last week, uh, Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, who is a Republican and is black, I believe he's the only black, certainly only black Republican senator. I'm not sure about congressperson. Um, his rebuttal was, and he, I say rebuttal because I don't think Biden called America a racist country, but I understand what he's doing. He said. America is not a racist country. Here's the problem. The responses that he got almost almost disproved the argument, but not in the way he thought. So if you were paying attention after Senator Scott's remarks that America is not a racist country, you would have seen people hither and yon calling him Uncle Tom. They actually, the hashtag was Uncle Tim. And I'm like, America's not a racist country. So we're immediately going to go racist to attack him. And I'm like, I don't think you're kind of, I don't, what are you trying to prove? I'm like, I don't understand. Because again, that would be more of like the Democrats and the left. America's not a racist country. 
oh, yes, we are. Watch. And I'm like, I don't think that's what you meant to do. And you know what? Here, I, I got to tell you. I um have had a, a, a diverse background growing growing up and been around a variety of different people. And I think that helps. It helps that you don't fear, uh, demonize, or, or see other people dramatically different when you literally have friends. And I'm not talking about, like, I once met a black guy. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you literally, you're in a certain culture, you've been to different neighborhoods, you've traveled different countries, whatever it might be, that you 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 get a perspective for that. And I think that's helped me see other people, other cultures, other races differently. Okay? Yeah. I don't think America is a racist country. I think we have racists in the country. Uh, let, let's get that straight. And we have racists that that are are all variants of the spectrum, if you will. And it strikes me that, and I just love to blame the interwebs on things because it's so easy. Maybe more social media. It's just allowed people to amplify their racism. And sadly, that one lunatic that everybody knew was the racist old man in town, like when we were growing up, you know, who dropped the N-bomb all the time or yeah. whatever, you know? Well, now he does it on Twitter. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now as, opposed to, and proudly. as opposed to him just yelling it at the kids, you know, riding their bikes down the road, it gets retweeted, amplified, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it might be. Everyone's emboldened now. They just think they can say whatever they want. But I don't want. think there's more race. I don't think that, first of all, I don't think it means America is, quote, a racist country. And I don't know if I have no data to back up that there are more racists today than there were 30 years ago, 50 years ago, whatever. I just think they're louder. Do you know what I mean by that? Right. Well, and we know racism is ignorance, right? It's when you're so narrow minded and you don't have a broad, like you just said, a broad look at life and you don't know any black people, you know, that, that you would realize we're all the same. Not that I, I understand different cultures. It's mm -hmm. like when it gets down to it, no matter how many cultures you you experience, you realize at the end we're all the same. Well, and you know, and 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 obviously t uh, Senator Scott came at it from a uh, a political background. I mean, like you're looking at it through a political lens, because there's an argument to be made. Um, and it's it's an argument I think the Republican Party's doing a has done a horrible job of of, of making. Which is, we believe in um, equality in opportunity, not equality in outcomes. You can't guarantee equality in outcomes because at some point, the individual, the person, has to do something, has to engage, has to educate themselves, has to work hard, whatever it might be. Outcomes are not guaranteed. Equality of opportunity should be guaranteed. And if racism is preventing people from having the opportunity to succeed, you've got a solid argument. But if your argument is racism is is preventing the outcome that we want, well, no. Well, all 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 our job is is to open the door. You got to go through it, you know, and, yeah. and no one's going to carry you to, to the top of the pyramid. No, 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 no. You got to climb up there yourself. And I, I you know, there, there is a I believe there's kind of a uniquely American spirit about that because not every country believes that they believe in the, you know, literally the, system. the definition. Yeah. But the definition of like a socialism type thing is it's equality of outcome. We're all going to be the same.
Well, yeah, but I work harder than Bob. Yeah, but we are all going to make the same amount of money. And you're all going to have the same house, and you're all going to drive the same crampy cars. Well, and but well, does it matter how hard I work? No. Don't muddy the waters. It's not always about you working harder. It is about you think you're starting at the same. But but, start, that, but that's the argument. But you're then. not. You're already. There already is, you know, a, a problem with for one culture. I think. And, so and, to say that the outcomes, you know, well, you just didn't work hard enough. Well, no, you already. Some had people problems. start on second base. Yeah. No argument. Some people start at second and then think, you know, and and you know. They don't. They don't understand that you know you 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 had a bit of a head start. Okay, I'll acknowledge that. But I think one of the problems that I hear from people that that argue about America being such a racist country, like instilled, are also negating all the progress that's been made. I don't think you can, with a swipe of a magic wand, erase racism or the effects it may have on. People bettering themselves, living their lives in freedom, equality, etc. And I'm not looking for credit. I don't. I don't need credit. But I can acknowledge. I think things have gotten a hell of a lot better than they were 100 years ago, 50 years ago. Yeah. I still think they're better than they were 20 years ago. You know, I think that that we continue to progress and don't let perfection be the enemy of progress. I, I say to myself, 50 years, we're still doing this? Because mm. it, here's how I look at it. It is a learned behavior. You're Nobody not born is racist. born racist. Watch little kids it's, play in a kindergarten right. class. Yeah. Exactly. They can care less what but color what they are. But what happens? Their parents start talking, or they start watching something, or they start, or someone else says something, and they start thinking. It's a learned behavior. And I just feel like after all this time, are you kidding me? Yeah. We're still not there. Hey, good morning. Hey, thank you also for spending some time with us today. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. And, you know, we've had the discussion that science is true, whether or not you believe in it. We don't just get to cherry pick the parts that fit whatever narrative you have. That when it came to or still continues to come to COVID, there are still facts that are indisputable they're 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 still facts again doesn't matter if you believe them or not and judy you and i have spoke about the states and i i would use illinois as example that have been strict strict when it came to lockdowns restaurant capacities mask mandates whatever and other states that have been decidedly Less restrictive. Let's go with less restrictive. A little lax, if you will. Yeah. Wide open for business. And the impact that's had on public health and public safety. Because the statistics don't seem to match up. And that there is almost a randomness to places that have gotten worse or places have gotten better. Some of them are strict. Some of them aren't. It's not an always or a never. Right. Joining us right now is Patty Olinger, and she's the executive director of the Global Biorisk Advisory Council, GBAC. I hope that's what you guys call it, because that's what I call it. Okay? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Good. So, Patty, what, what have we learned regarding the lockdowns? What, how did they work, for lack of better terms? Yeah, it's a really, it's a tough question because there there are so many different variables when we see a, a pandemic like this. Sure. And what ends up happening is that 
you know, you have uh, the lockdowns, you have procedures that go put in place, you have then personal behavior. And every single one of those comes into play. Also, you know, what really came into play was our healthcare capacity and being able to handle the influx of patients that were coming in. And that that all played in decisions that our governors, you know, in individual states, uh, all came to play. And I actually lived in Georgia until December of last year, and then I moved to Michigan. So I went from a less restrictive state to a more restrictive state and watched the different behaviors that were mm-hmm. going on. And one of the things that I would say is Georgia was much less restrictive. It stayed open, but they did have, you know, rules in place, and they did have guidelines in place. And I think they did a pretty good job of at least explaining. And I think that's one of the things is that what we see sometimes is, oh, you can't do this, but they don't really explain the why. Mm. And they did a pretty good job in Georgia of, you know, you, we need to social distance. We need to, you know, wear masks. We're not going to mandate that you wear masks, but some, you know, but we're going to highly recommend. And then in other states, it was, oh, you can't do this. But they didn't really explain the why as well. And, you know, so people have a hard time then figuring out what to follow. The other thing that I think we're not taking into consideration is that, (laughs) you know, behind the scenes, you have all these restrictions, but then we have our kids and our, our teenagers and our young adults who, you know, were going to college but from home. And they're still getting out with their friends sometimes, yeah. and it was bringing it home. We're talking to you, Patty Ollinger, the executive director of the Global Bio-Risk Advisory Council. So, Patty, what are you saying that states that were very restrictive compared to states that were less restrictive, the outcome was pretty much the same? Well, that's what we're seeing across the board. And, and that's, you know, I mean, that's the, the data that's coming in is really confusing sometimes because we're not seeing oh, this really worked and this didn't. And I think it's because we have so many variables and it's going to take some time for the epidemiologists out there to be able to filter through those variables to look at what's happening. The other thing is that, you know, infectious diseases don't like to follow plans sometimes. And so it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I mean, we know what we can do to protect ourselves. And we know that with this particular infectious agent, the number one way to get it is by airborne. But that also, we also know that with this virus, uh, a coronavirus in general, MERS, SARS, in a lot of common colds are coronaviruses, that you can get it from touching a surface. And, and so all of the pieces of the puzzle need to come together. And then our personal behavior is we probably all should be a little bit better savvy on how you get sick is you wear a mask, and I can choose. I don't have to have somebody tell me to do that. And especially when I do my what we call risk assessment and say, you know, I have family members at home that are that are immunocompromised, and I have to protect them. I want to go see grandma, or I want to, sure. you know, I have a family member who wasn't able to get their vaccine because of medical reasons, so I need to protect them. And then also wash your hands, don't touch our face harder than you think sometimes <laughs> you know patty i think one of the the frustrating things is while the public health impact is debatable and and there are positive and negatives or there are anecdotal and science that, that kind of support or refute some of the things the impact on businesses has is not 
<laughs> objective in the slightest. It, it was real that this absolutely negatively impacted business, GDP, everything. And I think one of the frustrations a lot of people have is, especially if you're in one of those states with less restrictions, you're like, well, why did we do this if it didn't matter? Well, you know, you, you make a good point, and I think that that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Even from an international standpoint, the international health regulations, everybody thinks it's about medical providing and that. But if you really read them, it looks at the protection of travel and commerce as well. And, you know, when we look at our own, it really did. You're absolutely right. The effect on business is, is unbelievable. The effect on our economy is going to be unbelievable. And, you know, people's health, I mean, we know that mental health has, has suffered. We know that there have been more suicides. And so one of those things is that how can we then protect our business and economy? And I've been an advocate for if we put in place the, you know, understanding, you know, that this is, you know, a coronavirus, we know how coronaviruses in general kind of behave, putting in place like for convention, like as an example, convention centers. We have convention centers who have been able to put in place, and we've worked with them, uh, procedures and programs so that they can still maintain uh, having conventions and trade shows. They've done it successfully. And, you know, putting in place those things so that we can still maintain keeping businesses open is critical for the long term when we're looking at pandemics. You're here. Patty, thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you. You have a great day. You as well. That's Patty Olinger, executive director of the Global Biorisk Advisory Council. Um, it's going to be a little wet today. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. Possibly some thunderstorms a little bit later. The weather's all over the place is a nice way to put it. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful weekend. It, was, it was a beautiful it? weekend, but it was also a very violent weekend. Uh, Weather gets nice. Violence gets worse. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that uh, I think Chicago is rightfully proud of is its culinary history. Mm-hmm. And when you break that down, we're not just talking, we're not famous for chicken marsala. We might be. <laughs> but pizza's near the top of the darn list, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have world-famous pizza restaurants Deep dish pizza, again, being something that is feels uniquely Chicagoish. So somebody needs to explain to me who these lunatics are who came up with a list of the best pizza in America by state. And how in God's green earth does New Jersey finish at the top how does new jersey finish at the top of any list that isn't what state would you least likely want to live in (laughs) new jersey Jersey. i spent a week one night in new jersey no (laughs) no no i don't get it i don't get it even the picture they posted of the pizza looks terrible yeah (laughs) it looks like it came from new jersey and was run over by a truck looks like it came from new jersey (laughs) right yeah yeah it's 10 ew. best pizza states in America, and they have New Jersey at the top. I, that is unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know where you come up with these things. I didn't know they were in the running. Well, when you think of New Jersey, no one goes, the pizza. pizza. The pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, isn't that where New York takes its garbage? <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a number one, I think. <laughs> we'll be taking this. Tell it's me garbage. I'm wrong, Take Nick. it over to Joyzy. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, you're right. I mean, Isn't that yeah. New Jersey? It's New York takes its garbage, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stinks. It's, yeah. yeah. I, so let me tell you, I, I got a, I took the train once. Uh, and I took the train from Washington, D.C. to New York City. And mm-hmm. when you take a train, as you guys know right here, you see different things than you would see on the interstate. Yeah. Okay? On driving down the road. Oh, yeah, the scenery. And the trains, yeah, not always better. And and <laughs> I had driven like the New Jersey Turnpike, Pennsylvania Turnpike. I've driven before, and I go, okay, you know, it's New Jersey. It's not so bad. Oh. They're, they're glossing it up for you on the roads. When you take the train and you see, like, just a little bit off the beaten path, I mean, we're going along, and I'm looking out the window going, is this Beirut? Where are we? <laughs> Where did this train, did this train go to a third world country? Is that Beirut? Are you, like, you're, you're looking in people's backyards, too, in some cases, yeah. right? Yeah, and you're like, and you're just is, seeing, that, yeah. is that car on fire? Is, <laughs> does anybody care? Where are we? We're in New Jersey. All right. So, yeah, Food and Wine Magazine online, foodandwine.com, came up with the top 10 pizzas, if you will. And, uh, yeah. Well, even number two is weird. Ready. What's two? Connecticut. Literally. When you say Connecticut Connecticut to me, I got nothing other than I don't think I can spell the name of the state. Exactly. Connecticut means nothing to me. Connecticut? New York at number three. I can at least understand yeah. that right. if Illinois was going to have some competition for pizza, not for nothing, it would be for with New York. We'd, right. we'd go right. back and forth. And Illinois comes in fourth. So the fact that so maybe New York and Illinois certainly have got bones to pick with New Jersey and Connecticut <laughs> when it comes to best pizza. That is ridiculous. The only thing in Connecticut are, are business headquarters. They don't even have any food. They don't have food there. I don't think I've ever been in Connecticut. So, um, <laughs> oh well, you should go. They have a supposedly really <laughs> a good pizza. pizza. It's not very big. You wouldn't even notice it. It's like Rhode Island. You blink and you're on the other side of it already. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's minuscule. Two pizza places, both great. Back to apparently. back. Yeah. The, the buildings <laughs> touch. For goodness' sakes, there isn't enough room for anything else. So, when you talk about Illinois, though, at least this is. So, these are outsiders. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll give them that. Outsiders, they did talk about specifically some of the uh, the Illinois pizzas that were unique to us. Yes, like Pequod's, Pequod's which I right? do love. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat's Pizza, mm-hmm. fabulous. I'm trying to look here like they don't even mention, and maybe because no, they, mentioned, they mentioned a couple that I hadn't heard of. Like, so maybe you guys need to help me because I've obviously heard of Lou Malnati's and Pizzeria Uno. Hey, wait, here's my favorite, Pat's. Freddy's Pizza and Grocery. And Grocery? And in Cicero. What about sorry. Burt's Place in Morton Grove? I don't know Burt's. Hmm. Burt's lefties. Hmm. Lefties in Wilmette. I've heard the name Lefties Pizza. Yeah, yeah. Lefties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marie's, you'd like this one. Marie's Pizza and Liquor. Yeah, of course we're going <laughs> to like it. In Mayfair. Yeah. But they were talking, these are, and, and again, these may not be the most popular. They were doing literally what they thought were like the best unique pizzas in here. Have we ever come to a ruling, by the way? I desperately need an understanding because I don't want to be that guy. And I've literally been admonished both directions now by native, native Chicagoans. Mm-hmm. When I say Chicago pizza is deep dish pizza, blaspheme, you're a tourist. Mm-hmm. 
Chicago pizza is tavern, thin crust style. What kind of a loser are you? Don't you understand what deep dish pizzas? I mean, I've literally been yelled at both ways. I'm here to tell you. I'm ready. Born and raised Chicagoans. Born and raised. We're, we got to go the the greasy tavern thin pizza. Mm-hmm. You say that, but again, I. No, I think the other ones you're talking to, have maybe they moved here. And they've been here 10, 15 years. I'm saying the true born and bred. They've been here always because it's just... Cutting the squares. Yeah, cutting the squares. Mm. Of course. Never slices. That's so weird. So is that... Are we... Like, I need a ruling on this. You know what I'm saying? Well, we just gave you one, Nick and I. That's two to nothing. I I moved here in 94. And I I can't stand deep dish. I don't want to eat one piece and I'm full for like three days. I'd rather have like, you know... (laughs) It's like a bunch a, of different, you know yeah. what, my, my thing with deep dish. It's not that it's bad. I, I, I don't. I don't hate it. Don't get me wrong. But you're right. It's yeah. a lot of food. Yeah. It's like a slice right. of lasagna. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's a really big. <laughs> like, who can eat all that? Yeah. yeah. You can have one piece. Where I want to have, you know, seven pieces. Yeah. Of the thin, crusty. Ugh. So we've made a ruling now. I think yeah, you got to go with the the thin crust. Mm, Nick that's and Judy true both pizza been here since birth. That's so. true. Chico- yeah. yeah. Any of these places, they. Pequods might so be deep dish. Who's yeah. got the best? Who has the best pizza, right? Well, it I think that's I, I, obviously it's subjective. Yeah. No yeah. doubt sauce, about it. Sauce is it? Is it people like the sauce or do people like the crust? There's different. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Pequods has great sauce. I don't think you can have a great pizza without good sauce, though. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I think. I think. Like, if you're talking just, if you're breaking pizza down to its basic elements, we're on the periodic chart. The periodic chart of pizza. We've got cheese. We've got sauce, we've got crust, mm-hmm. yeah. and then we have topping. Toppings is a whole nother period. Yeah, 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 yeah. Toppings is... Yeah, but you yeah. have to have those three things just to have a pizza. Yeah. Yep. Sauce has got to be Absolutely. like at the top of that list, right? And I want my pizza on a piece of cardboard, and I want it put in a um, a paper bag. What? Not a box. Yeah. Paper that's, bag? Yeah. Yeah. It comes you in a bag. Yeah. You staple out, it yeah. shut at the end and... Where yeah, have I been my whole life that I've never got square, pizza in a bag? I'll tell you, we, you got to go to John's Pizza. That's where I grew You're up. You're saying John's, John's. John's Pizza on Western Avenue. Hey, Dave, uh, up on the north side, help me understand. Well, you, you're you up on the north side, but you grew up in south side Chicago. Where do you go for pizza? Well, you know, years ago, there's still Palermo's. They started. Oh, with, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're on 63rd Street near Midway. Okay. And uh, they're 95th and Oaklawn. And there's Connie's at Western mm. and Archer. Connie's, yes, that's yeah, good pizza. Yeah, Connie's is awesome. And where I lived in the old Polish neighborhood, the back of the yards around 55th and Ashland, Garfield Boulevard, there was an Italian dude from New York who had a place called Circle Pizza. Yeah. Neon sign spun around, you know, and in the <laughs> center it said Circle Pizza. Yeah, it, it is I get Crust. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Thin crust. So, so Dave, are you? If we're taking a vote right now, is Chicago pizza thin crust or deep dish? Well, you know, it's deep dish. Oh, See, no. guys, oh, I heard wow. that this man grew up on the south side of Chicago. You but see he what just I'm saying? Talked all about thin crust places. Yeah, and then he says deep dish. Then he defaults to the deep yeah. dish. See, Dave, I, I he just ruined his argument. No, no, no. Yeah. But I mean, I've heard this back and forth, and yeah. I don't want to be stuck in a constant battle debate over I'm quote unquote liking the wrong pizza. <laughs> do, do you know what I'm saying?
Well, like, all pizza's good pizza. Isn't yeah, it? So can we agree to agree to You've got a hell of an there argument go. there. Yeah, deep dish is great. It's just that the thin is better. And you know where you can get your best pizza? Bowling alleys in Chicago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do I have to bowl? <laughs> you do not. You good. can just go in and drink and have a pizza. All right. I'll keep that in Another mind. Another good thing about bowling alleys, you can <laughs> I drink. Do think, I do think Nick has got a point, though. All pizza's good. Yeah. Some pizza's yeah. better than others. Yeah. But it's like chocolate chip cookies. All chocolate chip cookies are good. Some are better than others. They, and I feel like Chicago has it's gotten this reputation for deep dish, right? It has. Yeah, it's that's not what it is. and yeah. we we true Chicagoans are like fine okay. for all the tourists, but we know if you ask the locals, we're gonna send you to John's Pizza. Hey, good morning. It's Bruce, it's Judy, it's Cheese. And David Hochberg joins us right now. David, we were just speaking about pizza. I need your ruling on this. <laughs> Chicago pizza. Deep dish or thin crust tavern style? Which is Chicago pizza? That's the dumbest question out of any question. <laughs> I got more of them. Don't <laughs> worry. I'm just warming up. <laughs> My God. It's deep dish pizza. I mean, oh, get David. David See? isn't from Chicago. <sighs> you are from the okay. suburbs. I was, born in New, I was born in New York, and I just grew up in, in, oh, in New York. New York. Yeah. There we me. go. I might as well be yeah. from Iowa. <laughs> might as well be. You're a tourist as far as I'm you're concerned. It's your deep dish pizza. Hey, David, I know that there's there's a lot going on in the world of real estate right now. Honestly, it feels like there's a different headline every day. It, I, I, I'm just telling you, feels a little like 2000. Eight ish, two thousand seven. I hear people now talking about how much their house is worth, how much the home yeah. they bought last year is appreciated. People are counting this money in their head, but a lot of folks struggled over the last year. And and I, first off, I heard you mention it this way: the F word, not that F word, yeah. you people. Forbearance. First off, let's explain what forbearance is for the uninitiated. Yeah, real quick, forbearance is when you contact your servicer and they allow you to defer mortgage payments until you're in a much better financial situation further down the road. That's, and that's the nun bolts of forbearance. And a, and a lot of people took advantage of that. Why is that a concern right now? Well, it's a concern right now uh, because there's still 2.5 million homeowners in forbearance. Uh, more than 5 million homeowners have t taken themselves out of forbearance, which is great, but the 2.5 million people that uh, still own homeowners that still own homes, um, there is very, very major concern with the servicers and the agencies of what's going to happen at the end of the year. They've, they're, they're predicting a gigantic flood of foreclosures. Wow! Can you still get forbearance now, David, or is 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 that gate closed? Sure. Oh, you no, can't. No, okay. no, no. You could always get you, you could always get forbearance. Just they made it easy for everybody when when the pandemic hit in the mid March of last year. All you had to do was call up and ask for it. Bam, you were put in it. But now mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta two years of two years of uh, tax returns, bank statements, pay stubs. You have to now show prove a hardship. Oh, so it's harder. So if you're having a hardship, yeah, definitely contact your lender so now or servicer and, and ask for it. So I, I, I guess I got a couple different angles with this. Again, we're talking to David Hochberg, uh, 56david.com, for goodness sakes, if you have more, more questions. If someone's in forbearance right now, what is your advice to them? Well, here, a couple of things. If you're in forbearance right now and you, uh, you, you know the train's coming to an end at the end of the year because they extended it under CARES 2, CARES 2 Act through, I think, October. Mm -hmm. And if you're still having financial challenges right now, um, and you know you're not going to be able to make your mortgage payment, let alone get caught up, even if they do add it to the back of your mortgage payments, right? So let's say you skipped 18 months and they turn your 30 into a um, 
into a 31 and a half loan, right? Year loan because they just added the extra months to the back. But but you still can't make the payment when payment comes due in October. You're in the hottest real estate market in the history of real estate markets here in Chicago. Yeah. You you really have to start thinking about retrenching and selling that home of yours and and rent because as soon as it goes into foreclosure, you just add another twenty to forty thousand dollars worth of legal bills that the banks are going to throw on top of you. They're not going to pay for it. They're going to add it to your bottom line. It's really hard for so, people to make that call, though, isn't yeah. it? Plus, where and then there's where are they going to go? You know, they're, the houses are being snapped up. It's one thing to sell your house. Then where are you going to live? Rent. Uh, the, rent, right. Yeah, the rental markets right now are, are super, super, super uh, reasonable because everybody's buying. So mm. they're offering... They're offering 16, 18 month rentals for a year lease, right? They're given three, four, five, yeah, six I got months two, free. Two, three months or oh, something. Oh, interesting, because like I thought rents were skyrocketing too, David. No, that's not true. No, no, no. Bruce will tell you downtown the, the, the rents are, are plummeting. And, and what they're doing is they're keeping the rents the same, but they're giving you, like they gave Bruce, Bruce two to four to incentives. six months in some cases, mm-hmm. yeah, incentives to extend it out. So that way they go to the market and say, yeah, we haven't dropped our rent. But you're still getting a great a great deal until you get your feet back on your ground. Hey, David, I know there's people out there that might have more specific questions. How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, it's real simple. Uh, it's 56david.com or 855-563-2843. I memorized it this time. From the last time. You guys made fun of me. I wasn't right. prepared. There. Easy way to do it, though. 56david.com as well. David Hochberg, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And, and again, some, some sage advice there right now as uh, this is a, a unique housing market, to say the least. Hey, and joining us right now, uh, Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle joins us. President Preckwinkle, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me to join you. Well, it's it's good to talk to you. We have a, a couple different things going on right now. Obviously, boy, your plate's got to be full. But Small Business Week kicks off, and I don't know if maybe there's been a more important time in Chicago's history, maybe going back to the fire, uh, when small businesses needed a little focus. Well, this has been an extraordinarily challenging time for all of us, but particularly for our small businesses and entrepreneurs. So we'll be pleased to celebrate them this week. This is a 50-year-old tradition of the Small Business Administration. Um, but, you know, if you look downtown, if you look in our neighborhoods, if you look in commercial strips in our suburbs, you see, you know, four-leaf signs and boarded-up buildings. It's uh, really it's really challenging. And um, I'm grateful that we've had the resources, thanks to the federal government, the CARES Act, to support our small businesses with grants and loans, forgivable loans. And uh, over the course of the last year, we've assisted 4,000 4, small businesses. Uh, and I'm, I'm really grateful to our network partners, in particular the Illinois Business Immigration Council and the Illinois Restaurant Association for their good work in connecting us to businesses that need assistance, that need support for grant applications, um, and, and various kinds of resource referrals. So um, this has been, as I said, a really tough time for all of us, but particularly for our small businesses. President Preckwinkle, do you know how many small businesses have actually reopened? Most of them in the county? I have no idea. I, I know that uh, I was at a press conference last week with Sam Toy of the Restaurant Association, and he was estimating that um, we're going to lose one out of five of our restaurants Oof. in the region. Um, wow. And that's, that's, uh, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty heavy blow. Um, not just to the to the small business owners, of course, but to all the people who work for them as well. So, 
this is um it's a nightmare just to say the least again we're talking to uh uh tony preckwinkle the cook county board president um speaking of that i mean you know uh, we'll take them at their word one out of five restaurants the unemployment effect but also i'm i'm going to assume as Cook County would be concerned. There's there's got to be some revenue effects. There's got to be tax dollar effects with these small businesses, either n- closing permanently, temporarily, or, or or just having less business. How do you guys factor for that? Well, lost revenue has been a real challenge for us over the past year. Um, you know, we're we're doing what we can um, with the resources available to us and with our network partners to support small businesses. But yes, we're going to take a hit in terms of revenue, uh, particularly sales tax revenue. Uh, and it's not just restaurants, but, you know, sure. the county and the city uh, have taxes on, you know, hotel stays, rental cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. And all of that, uh, basically, the, the the hospitality industry has taken a particular hit. Not that all of us haven't been uh, been challenged, but the hospitality folks have been particularly uh, impacted. And that that has revenue impacts for every unit of government um, in the county. So this week you're um, urging residents to support small business, and then what is the county doing for these businesses? Well, over the last year, the county has had a, a variety of programs to support our small businesses, and we've spent almost $29 million in providing, as I said, grants and forgivable loans to our small businesses. And um, the federal government's last, uh, the American Rescue Plan, uh, ARP, Mm-hmm. Um, was enacted, as you know, uh, in earlier this year, and the first tranche of money comes in May. So we'll be looking for opportunities to try to support our small businesses with that that resource as well. And we're putting together now our programs when that for that when that money arrives. And we, of course, the, the money is is considerable, but it's not um, infinite. And so we have to figure out how we're gonna yeah. how we're gonna best investment best invest it. Um, in our small businesses and in our workers uh, in order to be sure that we have a, a, a pretty quick recovery from this uh, from this uh, economic collapse. Yeah, it's not a bottomless uh, pit of money. We're, again, we're talking to President Preckwinkle, the Cook County Board uh, President. My question to you is, and obviously the, the last year plus, uh, unprecedented, you've been forced to deal with things, you and the board, that you could probably never imagine, make decisions you couldn't. As you look forward, what is the your biggest concern? What is the thing on your desk right now that gives you the moment of pause? What is, what is the thing that maybe we should be focusing on in that sense? Well, I hope you're encouraging everyone to get their shots. Um, you know, we've, we've reached a point, I think, um, in Cook County where 50% of our adults have at least gotten one shot. And many of them, and I don't know the exact percentage, have gotten have gotten all two. But you know, Dr. Fauci says we've got to get to seventy percent vaccination rates before we have herd immunity. So we have to continue to to encourage people to get their shots. You know, the, the people, the the category of folks that are are not picking up as much on vaccinations are younger, mm-hmm. and I guess they, you know, it's, we call them in the healthcare business the young invincibles, people who think nothing's ever going to happen to them. Um, but please understand, you know, <laughs> you may be healthy and young, but not everyone you come in contact with, your parents, your grandparents, you know, people, friends and neighbors who may struggle with um, comorbidities, who have this, you know, diabetes or high blood pressure, or whatever. And if you get the disease, even if you're not 
really sick, you may pass it on to other people who are much more challenged physically and who will have dire consequences of getting the disease. So uh, what I try to say all the time is everyone needs to be vaccinated. Um, we're, we're looking at the, at the uh, effectiveness of the vaccine for people under 16. I hope soon that we'll be able to vaccinate people who are 12 and above. We need to get everybody in this country that we possibly can vaccinate. And there's still some hesitancy in some quarters. And I just, whenever I speak about this, I talk about the importance, as I said, not just for your own health, if you don't, if you're not worried about your health, but for everybody that you might come in contact with. And of course, for people who have any underlying conditions, it's really critical that they get the shots. Good point. And, you know, it's at one point we were really worried about certain um, areas, you know, like black and brown communities. How is that getting better there with the vaccine? Well, we're beginning to try to do targeting outreach, uh, targeted outreach to communities, zip codes where we have um, lower vaccination rates. So that work is underway. And we've got what we call our My Shot campaign, which is a multimedia effort to try to encourage people to get their shots. Uh, so we're, we're um, moving into a phase where we're, we're doing more targeting and uh, trying to identify those populations, those parts of our, our county where um, vaccination rates are not what we, what we need uh, to focus our efforts, our vaccination efforts there. So we, we encourage people. We have mass vaccination sites in the city. I think at United Center and Wrigley Field, we have half a dozen sites in suburban Cook County where you can get vaccinations now just on a walk-in basis, no longer um, requiring appointments. But it's really important that everybody get their shots. That's um, that's that's my mantra. That's the message I try to deliver in every forum. Here, here. I mean, and we're echoing that. I promise. We're all fully vaccinated right. around here, so you're not hearing Good. any pushback on our side. We're talking to uh, again Tony Preckwinkle, the Cook County Board President, and uh, you, you mentioned the push for vaccination. And I know just recently there's been talk of and and trying to get restaurant workers vaccinated uh, the the push that those people that are working in that industry how is that going well actually we we uh, had a press conference last week with sam toya of the illinois restaurant association this is this is monday <laughs> yeah. and we were we were talking last week about this is restaurant workers monday um we're encouraging every restaurant worker to go in and get a shot i, I remind people the shots are free no one will ever charge you for a shot so there's nothing out of your pocket. There's no copay, nothing. You can go to any of our mass vaccination sites, get a shot, uh, and it's absolutely free. And at this point, as I said, we're taking walk-ins. So it's, uh, it's, it's really available. It couldn't be more easy. Yes, but now we understand that some people are homebound or have other challenges, and we're trying to figure out how we can. We're trying to develop strategies to get vaccines to them. But if you're able-bodied and you're able to get into a – to a vaccination site, please do so as quickly as possible. Again, you know, if not for your own sake, for all the people that you love, who you'll come in contact with. We're talking to Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle. What do you think about a vaccine passport? Well, I, I don't think the government can require it, but I think we'll find that some institutions and the airlines, for example, um, might decide that that's something that they need to do to ensure the safety of their passengers, to be sure that everybody is vaccinated. Um, you know, I, it might be a ticket to get into a concert or, uh, as I said, to get on a plane or to go to graduations. I mean, I was listening this morning uh, to a news story that, and talked about a university that was requiring everybody who came to the graduation to be vaccinated or to 
to take a test to be sure they didn't have COVID. So, I mean, I think we're going to find more and more um, entities, more organizations, more institutions, more businesses maybe deciding that people needed to be vaccinated in order to participate. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a there's a good chance of that coming. We mentioned earlier it might be a little bit of a domino. You know, the first big company or entity that, that makes that decision, you might see a lot of people get in line really quick uh with that and that might be a game changer for some so i i um i recently watched a, a documentary about chicago that you were you were featured in that had the run-up to the uh um the run for for mayor in there i have a question for you mm-hmm. president practical how is mayor lightfoot doing in your opinion well you know i'm president of the county I got my plate full. Um, this is this is an extraordinarily difficult time to be an elected official in our democracy, and um, I'm doing the best I can. I presume everybody else is, and that's all I'm going to say. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. No, and and you know what? I think it is. I would tell people like, no matter where you are on the political spectrum, and we've seen it, whether you have an R, a D, or an I next to your name, it's a tough time to be an elected official because almost any decision you make can be second guessed and you know what they may be right <laughs> you know they, they may have an argument in there there's there's uh, a lot of people that were forced to make the best bad decision they could well let me put it this way uh president Preckwinkle, how how has it been working together obviously you know the city and the county you guys are very interchangeable almost mm-hmm. so what has it been like you know uh, working with um and you know and with the the state as well i mean have you found that during this covid during the pandemic You've had a good working relationship with all the other governments? Well, we all face the same challenge in the pandemic and the economic collapse that has followed, and we've been working together as best we can to try to meet those dual challenges. Um, and, I, you know, I'm just I'm encouraged that we've reached the vaccination levels that we have, and I just, as I said, we're focused now on the hard work of, of reaching those populations that have uh, yet to be yet to be fully vaccinated so that's the that's the challenge ahead of us well we appreciate your time today thank you very much thank you for inviting me outstanding that is cook county board president tony preckwinkle it is small business week and i I mean that honestly i i I don't know if there's been a more important time for a small business yeah to support small businesses and, and to remind ourselves i mean we try to do it with you know even our our little piece that we do at 8 30 every morning where we try to focus on small business restaurants, uh, neighborhood places that you can get back out and about. But there are small businesses everywhere that just continue to um, hang on by by their fingernails and could really use some help out there. Yeah, places that have been around for 80, 90, you know what I mean? Yeah. Little tiny mom and pop store that's been there for it's four a real, generations. It's a real interesting kind of tale when you think about it because there's there's so many different kind of angles to it. I, uh, um, uh, I was talking to a, a small business owner over the weekend. Uh, and, and they said, you know, they almost feel guilty because they're doing so well. Yeah. Well, people don't think about it. They've been very supportive during the pandemic of, you yep. know, the takeout. And it's not just when we talk about small business, I think we seem to think restaurants, but there are a lot of other small businesses that you, right. know, you should be right. supporting. And remember, they're now reopening so you can go there. They may have been closed this whole time, not like a lot of restaurants, and now they're reopened, and now is the time to support them. There it is, yeah. and rem- remind ourselves of that. We should be doing it all the time. 
you know, it should be normal. We need reminders. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, you know. I wake up some days, I don't remember it's my like name. like Mother's Day. You're like, <laughs> should we be celebrating mom more often than just one day? We, every week, I think on Sunday would be perfect. <laughs> there you go. Well, don't, don't forget that as well. Good morning and a happy Monday. We jump into our 8 o'clock hour. Taking a look at the big stories that people are talking about. I'll start it off a little bit. It's going to be a little wet. Maybe some thunderstorms later today. What a change over the weekend, Cheese. Yeah, man, it was a beautiful weekend in Chicago. Sun, people were out, but it was also a very violent weekend. Uh, Judy Pye, what do you got? Uh, standoff continues in Calumet City as police surround a home where a 52-year-old man fled after another man was shot. Send in yeah. Rambo. I know, uh, I know, uh, Nick's been all over that, uh, covering that story for us all morning long. Um, so last week, uh, was, it was Thursday, was the NFL draft, and the Chicago Bears made some moves, as they say in the draft, moved up to get the guy they wanted. Somebody who a lot of people think will be the future, in some way, shape, or form, of the Chicago Bears franchise. Stop me if you've heard that one before. <laughs> this time, though... It's different this time. It's totally different this time. You should believe him this time. Uh, Justin Fields, quarterback from The Ohio State University, uh, picked at number nine. Seems to have a very bright future. He's a, he's, a, he's a good quarterback. No argument whatsoever. Good college quarterback. We'll find out what yeah. a good NFL quarterback he makes, and will he take Chicago back to the promised land? But right off the bat, he has some interesting connections, if you will. Joining us right now from Patch.com is Pulitzer Prize-winning author, reporter, journalist, Mark Conkle. Mark, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Good to have you on. I'm assuming it's journalism like this piece that you wrote is what won you the Pulitzer, right? Yeah, definitely. This hard-hitting investigative (laughs) reporting. What have you found out? What do Justin Fields... New quarterback for the Bears and Rod Blagojevich, former governor of Illinois, have in common. Well, speaking of chicken nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) I love when we speak of chicken nuggets. So uh, uh, Justin Fields, uh, I think it was 2019, he became a vegan. He went to an all-vegan, 90% plant-based diet. This is one of the fun facts about him when he was drafted by the Bears. So I just did some Googling and, um, and, and saw on Twitter that uh, he endorses a brand of pistachios called Wonderful Pistachios. Yeah, the Wonderful Company. And I, I know wondered him. what those oh, – I figured, you know, since he's the new Bears quarterback, I should start eating Wonderful Pistachios. <laughs> and I came across this 2010 commercial of Rod Blagojevich endorsing Wonderful Pistachios where someone's – in the commercial, they uh, somebody split him a briefcase he opened it. It was spilling over with pistachios. He ate one, and the announcer said, Rod Blagojevich does it innocently. Oh, God. Uh, and, uh, I'm sorry. Did, so, that, did that commercial run here? Because I do not remember I it. I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing that. I put a link to it on, uh, on Patch. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of funny. I tried to reach out to Justin Fields and his um, people, his, his agent, but I do not believe that he wants to be associated with Rod Blagojevich. I mean, but no apparently they both have, if not a love for pistachios, a love for the business of pistachios. That is an odd connection. <laughs> that is an odd connection. Well, and, and then I, you also wrote about how Blagojevich then, I, I didn't know he was a, a, you know expert NFL analyst. Right. 
He must he must have picked that up somewhere after being governor. Well, that's what happens when you that's what happens when you eat pistachios. You get smart. Ah, right. pistachios are brain food. Nuts, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. And then I, I, I was reading about um, I was reading about Justin Fields' uh, veganism, and just so you know, Bruce, the one thing that he misses the most, along with mac and cheese, is chicken nuggets. Of course, oh, he my would. Goodness, yeah. Well, who wouldn't and miss chicken nuggets? Right, and, and well, he doesn't. You know, yeah. with the shortage and everything, that's more chicken McNuggets for you. <laughs> Did you? I, I got a question. Well, you know what? And quite honestly, I'll take Justin Fields' uh, uh, I'll take his nuggets from him. Did you? Because we know he eats all white. When, when he nuggets. was uh, drafted, uh, we had a conversation on here where I I watched the documentary that he was in years ago when he was a high school quarterback. Did you go back and watch that QB one? At all? I watched it when it happened. I, you know, yeah, I, I watched I, it in real time. Stuff. Yeah, I watched it in real time, too. Uh, Pete Bird did that uh, really yeah. great documentary. And I, I was telling people, I was like, this is the guy we need for the Bears. Really? And I never thought that he he would be so unlucky to have to, <laughs> to get drafted by the Bears. Yeah, yeah, because I was trying to explain to the crew here who didn't, who didn't watch that doc back, what, 2017, when he was a high school senior in Georgia, that he had leadership qualities, even in high school. He seemed a little maybe uh, older than his age, wiser than his years as a high school quarterback. I thought that was a real positive showing for him. Yeah, I think he's going to be a great quarterback. All right. Um, and, and that documentary was great. I never heard of Justin Fields until the NFL draft. I mean, he wasn't. He's How not, many other cor- college quarterbacks can you name, Judy? College yeah, quarterbacks, no one. So then you but, wouldn't know any of the I'm other saying, ones, is what I was no, saying. I, I think that's not Nico, true. Yeah. Right in the NFL, in the draft, there have been you know big names that I did know. Not this year. Just you didn't happened. know them when they were drafted. Uh, no, I did from from college where they were big enough names. This is a year oh. I didn't know any of these names, and particularly Justin Fields. I don't know that I've ever heard of him. Well, I mean, a lot of college football because of the pandemic. That's probably why. I mean, they no, didn't have maybe, full seasons. Yeah. You know, it kind of was a very truncated. I don't even know what that word means, but I think it involves something about being it shorter. Um, so, Conkel, uh, I didn't know you were such a uh, such a Bears aficionado. I mean, I mean, come on. It's of Chicago, Bruce. Everyone um, is. Right. Where exactly. were you? Then where were you when they drafted Trubisky? I, w- I don't want to hear re- revisionist history. <laughs> I was like, who's that guy, and why do we pick him? Okay, <laughs> yeah. all, right, all right, So, so we asked, you asked Friday yeah. how long, how many games how many in. Game, we're doing over-under. How many games into the season till Justin Fields starts? Or not starts, gets yeah, in a game. Well, if they, if they don't get a better offensive line, maybe the first game. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, we might have a quarterbacks on the on the sideline in the blue medical tent, yeah. if you will. Yeah, maybe we know. But we're we're rooting for him. I mean, he's the first first vegan NFL quarterback that I know. So well, I don't know go. that veganism yeah. worries me. I I would like a meat eater. Need protein. Yeah, I don't know how the pistachios aren't going to do it. No, you can't just. It's not going <laughs> to. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can overdose on pistachios, but we'll find out. Mark Conkle, thank well, you for your time. You we, guys are nuts. Thanks we, for having we, me. Thank oh, we are nuts. nuts. Nice yeah. one, Mark. He's yeah. Mark Conkle with uh, Patch.com. Uh, you can uh, read his piece about the uh, the thing that um, Justin Fields, new Chicago quarterback and former Illinois Governor Ron Blagojevich, <laughs> have in common. It'll be interesting to see. So they have to go. So I, I feel like I have to explain football every once in a while, and I'm not trying to dumb it down. But, you know, they, they got a training camp. 
preseason, et cetera. It'll be interesting to see if Justin Fields is, because I think it's fair to say that Andy Dalton, the tall redheaded guy who's played for a while, he's going to start the first game. I feel comfortable saying that. But will Justin Fields be number two or number three on the depth chart? That's what we got to find out. It depends on, like you said, all that. What if what if he shines through the training camp, through Maybe. all that stuff in the summer, and he Maybe. puts Dalton to shame? I mean, he that's to all, shame. he's all Chicago's talking about. It's like yeah. Chicago expects him to be. But that but happens does, with every time a team drafts a rookie quarterback. You know what? Just, yeah. you, it just let us have work, our optimism you know? for uh, just a couple weeks, and then we'll all be like a... Come back to reality? Yeah, yeah. back to the first game. Or a couple ah. months. Are you optimistic? So, I have yes. a natural pro, pro, proclivity. Oh, Man, you've been using so some great words. I don't even know where they're coming from. Man. No idea. No idea. <laughs> that I am a pessimist by nature. Aim low, you can't fall off the floor. That's my motto. Yeah. Okay? And it's been, I would tell you, it's been a tough... Hey, <laughs> for a pessimist, it's been an awesome year. Hello? <laughs> this is... See? I was see? right. Everything sucks. Year. I told you. Yep. You know, it's been good for us pessimists, okay? <laughs> the Pessimist Club, we don't have meetings because none of us think anyone else will show up. But we still, we're a, we're a group. Yeah. Um, but even I can acknowledge, and I think it's been the last couple of weeks. Maybe it's a combination of weather. Maybe it's a combination of, of, of seeing people out and about. Maybe it's a combination of hearing some stories about people doing well, businesses coming back. You got your vaccine. Vaccines. Mm-hmm. I I actually have a sense of optimism. I think we are doing well. I think we're on a road to recovery. I agree. I feel, I feel optimistic about the future. I I. This is tough for me to say. I think the worst is behind us. Mm. Should I knock on wood right now? Yeah. It's linoleum. I don't think it counts. <laughs> knock on your head. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, yes, I, I, I agree, as do nearly two-thirds of Americans. So we're, I'm not alone. Yes, a I'm new poll. I'm finally in the majority on something. Right, a new poll shows they are optimistic about the direction of the country. Let me give you a great example. So uh, I went to Greek Easter yesterday. Yeah. It was, it was later than usual. I, what Way I don't, later. What I yeah. don't know about Greek Easter would fill a very large room that I was in <laughs> with a bunch of Greek people yesterday. But it was fun, though, I bet, right? Shout out to uh, uh, Tasia, Billy, and... Uh, Stavros. Uh, and uh, Mom, Crystal. <laughs> we, uh, Mom's piece. She listens every day. Nice. She, she, she had a list of things. I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, no. And I was like, okay. But she makes an amazing uh, 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 dinner. So anyway, we're there. And Greek chicken nuggets. Oh, right? Ooh, it's lamb. Be yeah, careful. We had lamb oh, and we lamb had nuts. ham and we had a variety of things. Mm. So uh, shout out to all of our, our, our Greek listeners. Mm. Happy Greek Easter, belatedly. So I'm talking to some of the people there, meet, meeting people. I didn't, I didn't know very many folks. And one of them uh, is a, a, a guy who owns restaurants, a, a rest... Uh, Restaurateur. guy who owns restaurants. It's a proclivity, but not restaurateur. And I said, I said, how are things going? And he said, Amazing. And I go, oh, okay, well, I don't hear that from restaurants. They're up in Naperville. Yeah. And uh, I said, really? And he said, maybe up 200% from 2019. Yeah. Wow. And I said, what are you doing that everyone's not? And he says, people are coming out. People want to get out. 
they, they have a large patio. We might have to have them on getting foodie. Okay, nice. we might even do that. Yeah, we, yeah, might, yeah. we might invite them to come on and talk about this. But he 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 said, I I I almost feel guilty. He goes, we're 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 doing great. Everyone is coming out. People want to get back out. They want to sit down, have a meal with their family or their friends. They want to sit on the patio mm-hmm. by the water. You know what I'm saying? He goes, yeah. he goes, we're, and I said, I go, so, but why? I mean, aren't you having to have fewer people? He goes, yes. But people are spending more. Mm. And we are full at times when we weren't normally full. So he goes, we've spread oh, it out. He yeah. goes, we're, we're having a more steady thing. Here's something he did tell me, though. So I asked him, because I'd, I'd heard, we talked about this. I said, what about staff? And he goes, don't get me started. And he goes, we're about half staff. He goes, can't hire people. Flat can't hire them. Can't find them. Can't hire them. Don't know where they exist. They, they, no. I he wonder if that's going to be the new norm. They're, you're going to have to work with less. So and here's then what he did. they I save said, even more money. I said, how are you doing? And he goes, we had to fundamentally change how we run the restaurant on the backside. And he said, so where we used to have maybe people doing multiple jobs, all you do is serve. All you do is this. He goes, we've got like, oh. you know. The, mm-hmm. the the waiter also has to go in and get the plate and bring it, you know, like the he goes, boy and, and, he goes, and we've yeah. been through and a goes, pandemic. We'll sit there and wait a little bit longer. Well, and he said, I'm not as, you know, because of that, he goes impatient. I got lower overhead. I got less employees mm-hmm. and I'm doing more business. The new normal for them. No, but is the new normal because of the they're staying at home because of the unemployment? Partly. That extra money's right. got to end. He's, people well, actually going to have you, to get back You find to that. You, the minute you start, government starts taking away money from people, they start squealing like stuck mm-hmm. pigs, and they're like, I'm never going to vote for you again if you don't give me free money. And then politicians are like, we need to give these people some more free money. And they better be careful or the jobs aren't going to be there because, like you said, the restaurant's going to say, we don't need you anymore. We, or to, we hired to, these other people. We've who reconfigured to work. our, mm-hmm. the way we work. Yeah, okay. it's not always a good thing to live off, you know, live on the dole like yeah. that. But I thought that was really interesting to hear someone in the restaurant business yeah. tell me, gangbusters. Yeah. People are coming out. They are excited to get back out and about. We still can't find people to work at a restaurant, <laughs> so we're having to make do. And But like you said, right. people are understanding. And I am just more, yeah, I to went to um, um, Dairy Queen yesterday. Because it was that kind of day, Ooh, yeah. right? It was a Dairy yeah. Queen day. Yeah, I, uh, want, I wanted dip to cone? Dip cone? Yes. Get a dip? Orange. No. I mean, dip. and the red one. Cherry really? dipped? I do chocolate. No. Ooh, okay, chocolate. cherry dipped is me. Not dip cone. I do the, um, not Arctic Freeze, but the other one. Blizzard? Nope. It's the one that's like a... <laughs> We're reciting the entire Dairy Queen menu. <laughs> and I don't know because well, I never go. Let me start at the top left and work my way down for it's you, Judy. The, it's the one that's like, uh, it's, it's like an icy with ice cream in it. Hmm. Ooh, wow. Oh, my. It is the best thing ever. I don't think a lot of people order that. I don't think they it's do. N- I, I called the Arctic Freeze. She called it something else, but she knew exactly what I wanted when I said. So you're at DQ. The, the Misty. The Misty okay. something. So, and I got that. Anyway, so she took my order. She said, can you please stand over here and we'll get it in a minute. And by the way, I didn't wear my mask. <gasps> I know. It was outside, but people had their masks on. I didn't. I'm like, I'm vaccinated. Oh, it's I the walk up the outside when yeah. you inside. Okay, yeah, yeah, they had masks inside, but some People ordering had their masks on, which I think we're still just used to that, mm. but I didn't. Anyway, I stood to the side. She took three more orders, but while she was taking those three orders, I could see the other girl brought my stuff. My stuff was sitting there waiting. Yeah. I had two things. I had that Misty Freeze. That's what it is. And a uh, Strawberry Sunday, which my daughter always gets. Anyway, she could have just handed it to me, excuse me, out the window, but she kept taking orders while it was sitting there. And I was like, okay. She was, she was, there's not another person. Like a one man gang. Right. Yeah. There would have been a person, there would have been a middle person mm-hmm. who would have given me the product. 
someone, find employees. someone takes it, someone makes Tough it, someone, yeah. In pre-pandemic, and, you would have been like, hey! And exactly, like, yeah. speak to a man! Exactly, you know me, I would give her a look. They're melting! Yeah, I'm not paying, for, I'm not paying for those. Yeah. Exactly. I did, think about, I did think about the melting a little bit because it was really hot. So, so I was uh, fine, and I was happy, and I was smiling the whole time I ate that. I do want to emphasize, again, special shout-out to my Greek Easter people. Thank you for inviting yeah, me over for Greek so Easter. Fun. filling me full of food, by the way. It was fantastic. Uh, and, and special shout-out to Crystal, who's listening right now. Nice. And she's wonderful. And happy and, Greek Easter. And, and happy Greek Easter. And, and Crystal is the kind of, uh, of grandmother who uh, I was like, oh, I'll have a little of that. Yeah. She goes, you, need, you need to eat more. I don't <laughs> need to eat more. Every time I walked by with a plate, she was throwing things on it. Slow down, Crystal. <laughs> I was going to throw this away. Now there's more food on it. I got to go sit yell, down like, again. Opa, every time she threw oh. something on it. <laughs> you need to have forests. What, you don't like it? Oh, here we go. So thank you very much uh, to Tasia and, and Billy. A wonderful Greek Easter that I got there. Good morning to you. I guess I can count as the sun coming up through some rain clouds, scattered showers today, maybe some thunderstorms. Looks like a nice day now, though. Yeah. Brought the umbrella either way, just in case. I'm ready. I'm umbrella ready today. But what an amazing weekend, I think is is fair to say. A postcard weekend for Chicago. And people were out and about taking advantage of it. And I think we need to... We need to remind ourselves and maybe celebrate some of the little victories out there sometimes because... I, I don't have a lot of perspective for, I mean, I've been to Chicago before. Don't get me wrong. But the concept of living here, what it's like on a day-to-day basis, what would be the normal level of hustle and bustle? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, I don't know where it is. Weird time. So every, yeah. I got here at a weird time. I got here at a up in December, for goodness sakes. During a pandemic. During a pandemic. Yeah. It's, it's an odd time. <laughs> I got a sense that this weekend was a little more old normal. Oh, Na- yeah. Navy Pier was open, mm. opened on Friday. Yeah. It brought a... I, I, I don't know if they were all going to the pier. They were going to the beaches, But too. there were a lot of people down here in Streeterville. Yeah. And they looked like they were here to have a good time. They were they were strollers and kids, or there were bikes. and Just so you, you know, know, people flock to the lakefront on nice days. Yeah, as well they should. So, And it was perfect right for Right through it. your neighborhood. Right through my neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't bother me. Welcome. Oh, it will. As a streeter villain. <laughs> is that what I am? Am yeah. I a streeter villain? Streeter villain. Oh, Street that sounds villain. even better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Dang. but it's streeter villain from here on out. How's that? Hashtag so as a streeter villain. Oh, that yeah. just... I need t-shirts. That's catching on. Hashtag Streeter Villain. Hold on one trademark second. That right quick. now. Trademark. Double stampies. No erases. Streeter Villain. I just wrote it down. So as a Streeter Villain, I know that those people down here and people, that that's good for the city. It's good for the country. It's good for the state. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. People feeling confident and comfortable to go out here. Here's the thing you notice downtown, though. Um, because I travel a lot all over the country. I notice mask protocols. It's still interesting to me that downtown Chicago still has a disproportionate amount of people wearing masks outdoors. Just walking down the street? Yeah. Jeez, you were here. a lot. Hmm. And if I, because I wasn't wearing mine, and three women were walking towards me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about 10 feet away, they put their masks up. Pulled them up. Yeah, like because they saw that I he didn't looks have dirty. mine on. He I looks, do look dirty. That's he looks true. unclean. Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah, I'm sure that was it. You didn't yeah. give him the you didn't give him the 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 See, V that's sign. The thing that I wish there was something you know that you could have like this. I could tattoo on your forehead. But maybe right? they were. They maybe they aren't vaccinated. That's why they're that's wearing true. their masks. Well, they yeah. should be. Yeah. Because if you're again, if you're walking down the sidewalk and you're expecting me to save you, I have what can only well, be. Well, I mean, maybe as they just news. got the first one. They didn't get the second one. It could be anything. I'm just saying, don't don't be so judgy. Oh, I'm so people are wearing them for whatever reason. I have now chosen not to wear them. There you go. Out, out, out and about. Yeah, but I, I, it's no reason. So okay. So and now see. I'm giving people with masks kind of the look. So here's my my unofficial because I was just looking. Yeah. And I want to get your yours on it. Think of the number in your head. What percentage of people were wearing masks in downtown Chicago this weekend? So you're thinking in your head. Okay. I'm thinking in my head. You go first. I wrote mine down. Seventy percent. Sixty-five. Look at that. Right so on. I think oh, we're pretty my, close. Okay, yeah. in the suburbs this it's weekend? I went out 3%. in the suburbs. <laughs> no, I would say 2%. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. So, and like, I went to someone's apartment, and I said, walking from the um, parking garage to her apartment, I said, do I need my mask? She had her mask. She was like, meh. And so then I just didn't even put it on. I told you I went to Tasia and Billy's for beautiful uh, Greek Easter. It was in... Riverwoods? I had to go to Riverwoods? Mm-hmm. North. Not, there's not a lot of, lot of masks no, wearing no. There, there never it. was in the suburbs. It's not, it's not, that's mm. not where they Not go. outside. In, yeah. we, in, in stores where it's required, everyone yeah. was very good. There was no issue with people. I've only seen that kind of lately. Yeah. You know, where we still were supposed to wear masks and some people weren't and they were just def- they were being defiant. Well, it still means we have time, though, and we always want to make time. So that Judy can restore your faith in humanity. Judy, you kick it off. Well, it was a dirty job, but someone had to do it. Workers at a North Carolina landfill spend hours digging through garbage after a resident realized she'd accidentally thrown away a few of her very expensive rings. Pam Smith says she was frantic. She couldn't find them. She knew in her heart she had accidentally thrown them in the trash. After her husband called the landfill, the supervisor dumped a day's worth of trash in a big pile and the workers combed through it. Now, the search lasted for hours, finally ending just five minutes before closing time. The workers say literally the last bag they checked, they found those rings. The Smiths say they want people to remember there are a lot of good people on this earth who are willing to help. I say I hope to God you gave them a reward. Did they? I don't know. Didn't say. Still pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, the people would do that. Yeah, the the workers, the sanitation workers. Good people. Restoring faith in humanity. Thank you very much. And Judy and I thank you for spending some time with us on your Monday morning. We hope you have an awesome day and an awesome week. Um, Hey, but it takes a village. We've got the gang all here today, too. Yeah. Right? So we got to give a special shout-out to uh, MG and the posse over there in Mission Control. Infant producer Miranda is back better than ever. Thank you very much. It's great to have her here. DJ Cheese on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. And Nick Gale. He'll continue to update you on the latest information you need. There's still some traffic issues out there you want to stay on top of. The weather will be evolving over the day. That's a nice way to put it, right? Nick Gale's going to deliver all that for you. Coming up next on 890 WLS.